Well, thank you so much for sharing this, this, af- this, this afternoon. It's not even afternoon quite yet, but that's okay. Still a good word. Do not let your heart be troubled. You know, it's so easy to let our hearts be troubled. It's so easy to get caught up in the confusion, caught up in the media, caught up in life and everything else. And uh, it's so good to be free from all of that. It's so good to sing songs like Stand in Your Love because fear no longer has a place to hide. It's so good to be uh, totally done away with all of those things that really get annoying sometimes. You know, everyone wants to panic, and you want to panic, and yet somehow we find peace with our Lord and Savior. Uh, I really love the fact that we're on this beautiful shore today. Um, Has anyone ever come down here before? Is is anyone, this is your first time down here? All right, now I want to know, has anyone ever tried to count the amount of sand on this beach? Anyone try to count the grains of sand at all? Any geologists? You know, you guys rock. Sorry, bad bad joke. All right, now has anyone ever come down here at nighttime? And it's like, you know, a beautiful, clear night, no clouds in the sky, and all you see is the stars shining bright. Anyone ever come and just be in awe and wonder of just the, the majesty of the stars? If you've never done that, I would suggest you come in January when it gets dark early um, and bring your winter gear. But, or stay up really late, and you can enjoy the beauty of the stars. Now, this, this past week, we did a little bit of camping, and if you follow us on Facebook, you know this already. And so Morgan was with us, and we uh, ditched her with the kids who were sleeping in the tent, and Elizabeth and I went on this nice romantic walk to the beach. And uh, we're doing the things that, you know, romantic in-love couples do, and we're laying on a picnic table looking up at the stars. And, you know, the stars are cool. Like, I'm not, a, like, I'm not into the stars. Like, I don't, I, I, I can find the Big Dipper, Okay. And yet people can look at the stars and they can find amazing pictures. I can find the Big Dipper. So she's there and, uh, you know, it's like the perfect moment. So we're laying there and all of a sudden a shooting star comes by. And I said, Did you see that one? And the next thing you know, another one. A shooting star the other way. And, oh, no, that one was a satellite. No, that one was an airplane. <laughs> this great moment together, we see, you know, the shooting stars and, and just stand in the awe and wonder of the creation that we are. And so as, we, as we're in church today, and I knew that we'd you know, be looking at this beach, I find it just absolutely incredible what, what God thinks of us. I find it absolutely incredible that God loves us to no end. I find it absolutely outstanding, unbelievably crazy that no matter who I am, that no matter what I've been through, no matter what I've done, that no matter what happens, the bottom line is this, is that God loves me. Can you say, God loves me? And so it says that as far as the east is from the west, that's how far he's taken our transgressions from us. It says, out of all the sand on the seashore and all the stars in the sky, he loves us to no end. And so I want to just give you a a word of encouragement today, um, because here's my desire for you. I really want you to get closer to God. I really want you to have a desire to get closer to God, because the closer we get to him, 
the more love that we get to experience from him, the more blessing we get to experience from him. And the closer we get to him, the harder sometimes things get here on this earth as we, as we walk about and as we go about our lives and our days. Sometimes things don't always get easier, but they do get sweeter the closer we get to Jesus. And I want you to be absolutely positively in love with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so there are things sometimes in our lives, though, that act as barriers. And there are things that we come up and we kind of, if you were kind of walking up the stairs closer to God, if you want to use that analogy, and you get to a stair and all of a sudden there's a barrier, there's something, there's a wall. Someone put up even a a do not enter sign. Now, most of the times, the barriers that exist between us and God, we, we put there ourselves. You know, those are the things that we call sin in our lives, the things that the things that we do that separate us from God's love. The day that we choose to hate instead of choosing to love our neighbor. The day that we choose to be apathetic because we don't feel like it in one day puts a a barrier in. Uh, The moment where we completely jump off the deep end and do something completely extreme and different puts a barrier up between us and God. And then we end up with this cavern over time between us kind of end up with this separation. And yet God wants to make a way for us to get closer to him. And so we see him send Jesus, his son, his one and only son, to die on the cross, to become the bridge between us and heaven. Now, maybe many of you, you've heard this before. You've heard me say it before. Maybe you've heard it your whole life. But my question is, is what are those barriers that still exist? How do we take that step to respond to God's love. Sure, it's, his love is great. God is good. We just sing about it. He's never going to let me down, but what do I need to do? Well, the fact of the matter is, is that he's done everything. He's done the heavy lifting. All, all we simply need to do is say a word of confession that Jesus is Lord. He says, if we confess and, are forsake, and forsake our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us. As far as the east is from the west, that is how faithful God is. Now, Let me ask you this question. Has anyone ever done anything wrong to you in your entire life? You can even put your hand up for this one. Has anyone ever done something wrong to you? So by the very admission of you putting up your hand, you've already remembered. You have not forgotten. How many have heard the term forgive and forget? Okay, how many of you have forgiven those people? How come you haven't forgotten it yet? Anybody? The truth is, as nice as it sounds, forgive and forget, I don't believe that we ever truly forget. Which means we have to forgive all over again. And that sometimes gets harder and harder. And I can remember we had a friend who was giving us a really hard time. And we started making a hit list, all the things that they had done on that day alone. And we're like, we're going to go to their parent and we're going to tell their mom and dad all the bad things that they have done so that they get in trouble and they stop bugging us and they just leave us alone. And so we're all proud, right? Like we're putting together our list of sins that this person has committed. I mean, they were being nasty that day. Like they deserved hellfire and brimstone that day in our minds. Okay. We were just as guilty, but we didn't see it that way. So we come to my friend's mom and we say, look, this is 
all the things that they've done today, and they kind of just look at the list, they fold it back up into the little piece of paper that we had it crumpled in our pocket, and she says, well, why don't we try this? She takes the list, and she just throws it in the garbage, and she says, guys, instead of getting worried and worked up and all upset about this, instead of letting this ruin your day and ruin your fun, why don't you just take a minute and forgive this person? Why don't you take a minute and forgive them for this list of things that they've done? Because it will bring you so much more joy and freedom today. You'll be able to play and have fun and not be burdened with this weight of sins that you have listed against this person. And of course, she threw out the list, so we really had no choice. And we decided, as our group of friends that day, that we were going to forgive. And I want to tell you, we had the best afternoon of our lives. We weren't worried about all the mean and nasty things that were taking place. We had freedom in that moment. And so my encouragement to you today is that if God has forgiven us of our sins, here's the beautiful thing about God's love. It says that he actually forgets. He casts them so far away that he forgets. Now, he's God, so he actually chooses to forget. He has that ability. And so I just say this as an encouragement to you. If there is something in your life that is keeping you from getting to God, I want to help you deal with that obstacle so that you can get closer to him, so that, one, you can experience the freedom that Jesus brings to you, but also it will give you the power and the ability to forgive those who have hurt you, to show the same love that you have toward others. And so how do we do this? Well, let's, let's look at David from the book of Psalms. Chapter 32, 3 to 5. And this is what David said. When I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night your hand was heavy on me. My strength was sapped as the heat of the summer. Then, in verse 5, and this is our key for today. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. Let's read that again, verse 5. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. And here's an amazing line. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. And so my encouragement today is to take a step. Whether it's right now in the silence of your mind, you can just tune me out and, and just say a little prayer, or you can ponder it this afternoon, or you can follow Bill onto the golf course, and he can walk you through this today. But take a moment and practice the spiritual discipline of confession. Now, I think you could probably, if you, if you grew up Catholic, you probably know all about confession. If you know anyone that is Catholic, you know all about confession. And, 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 and more stories that I hear, they're hilarious because my mom tells a really good one of having no idea what to do for her first confession. But there is so much power in confessing our sins to our Heavenly Father that it, that it brings us such a powerful release and a freedom to us. But then we are encouraged to confess our sins to each other in the book of James 5.16. It says, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you will be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. And as we begin to share, I'm not saying to, when, I, when next time I ask you to you know, come to the microphone, I'm not asking you to share with the church your deepest, darkest things. 
But what I am saying is to, to get close with one another, get close to the family so that you have the safety and the freedom to share these things so that you can encourage one another, to help one another, to spur one another along. Now, I was honored to go home, I say home, my hometown this past week, and I don't know what it is about the draw of home. Now, if you're from here, you experience this every day. If you're not from here and you go home, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And so what do I mean by that? Well, this is probably the best way to describe it. A few, um, well, a year and a half ago, I was listening to a podcast, and they were interviewing the former CEO of the Ritz-Carlton hotel chain brand. Anyone ever stay at a Ritz-Carlton hotel? Yeah, me neither. Apparently, it's really fancy. All right? It's, like, really fancy. And so, you know, they were saying, well, what are the keys to success? Why do people spend all this money and want to stay at this hotel? And he said, we did a lot of research, and we understood the needs of people. And he said, when people travel, they don't want to feel like they're at home. They want to feel like they're in their mother's home. There's a difference. So I like when I'm around my mother because, one, she does the dishes, which means my wife or myself doesn't have to. She cooks the food, which I don't like doing at all. Even if I don't like it, she cooked it, so it's not too bad. But we go through these processes and we do all of these things. Now, I've always had to do my own laundry since I could like reach the washing machine, but my mother will even do the laundry for me sometimes. This is what life is like in your mother's house. Maybe Judy can attest to this when her kids come home. Do you spoil them when they come home or do you make them work? Yeah, she spoiled. I knew it. I didn't have to ask. I knew. She spoils them. And people want to feel like they're at their mother's house when they're traveling. And so Ritz-Carlton got this idea, well, if people want a late checkout, we'll give them a late checkout. If they're going to show up early, we'll give them the room early. We're going to do all of these things to make them feel like they're at home, like they're at their mother's house. And this is the exact kind of environment, the exact kind of feelings that I get when I go to my hometown, that people in my home church, people in my hometown, they know all the things that Gary did, good or bad, because it's a small town and everybody knows. And yet, they stood by me, they, they helped raise me, they walked with me through some of my toughest situations as a young person. They walk with me through my best moments. They've celebrated me. They've championed me. And they continue to do that. And we go home and they just, they smile. I mean, I'm not a perfect person by any means. They just smile and put their arm around you and give you the big hug. And just so good to see you. So proud of you. I mean, I'm a really words of affirmation kind of person. So it means the world to me, right? And that's all it takes is having those people from home put their arm around me and say, well done. We're so proud of you. So good to see you. Keep going. So why do I share this with you? Well, these are the exact kinds of things that I see starting to grow in our church, of people encouraging one another and sharing not just what God has been doing, but what God is speaking to you about someone else's life. You know, I can look at you, Nick. Keep going. Our, our youth team did a phenomenal job this week. They ran the pool party. No one drowned that I heard. You know, these guys are building incredible relationships with our young people in our community so that when our young people grow up and then they go away and they come back home, they walk through our doors of our church and we get to surround them and say, hey, well done, Abby. Well done, Corey. It's so good to see you. Keep going. We're so proud of you. Well done, Liara. It's so good to see you too. You know, the more 
family that we build, the more belonging that we build, the easier it is to build our relationship with God. Because in family, things are safe. Things are peaceful. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges. It doesn't mean we don't have disagreements. There's a reason that Tracy's on the other side of Judy, because he and I don't get along. I'm just teasing. But it's true. There's moments where we don't get along with people. And, and there's moments, but because we're family, we choose to forgive. We choose to love. We choose to be kind. And as the saying goes, there's always room for one more at the table. And so as someone comes in, we can put our arm around them, whether physically or, you know, high five from a distance these days. Just said, hey, so glad you're here. So glad you're here to experience the freedom and the peace of God. I'm so proud of you. We love you so much. So good to see you. And we create a space where we feel safe to connect with God. We know that if you point the finger, how many fingers you're pointing back at yourself? Reality is, is that we all need God the same. doesn't matter who's worse or who's not. If you're going to say you're the worst, I'm going to do something and be the worst, okay? But it doesn't matter because we all stand equal before God and he loves us all the same. People that are walking by today, driving by, looking at us funny, he loves them just the same as he loves you and me. Even though we came to church and they didn't. He loves us the same no matter what. And so practice the art of confession. Be like David because it brings freedom in your soul. It brings freedom in your spirit. Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the guilt of my sin. And James says, Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for each other so you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Our world is in need of some pretty powerful prayers. I hope you agree with me today. Our world is in need of some people that know how to pray. Our community is in need of people that know how to pray. And so as we draw closer to God, as we continue to move closer to him, more and more freedom will be shown in our community. More and more freedom will be shown and more hope will come, even though, you know, who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. Something could literally blow up or we could get the fifth wave, whatever variant of whatever virus is going to come. And yet we can still be at peace and celebrate the freedom that we have in Jesus. We're going to sing one more song as we close today. And uh, it's, a, it's a third day song. You Maybe you've heard it before, but it's just kind of this beautiful prayer that we're going to close with in this moment. Uh, it's pretty, pretty straightforward, but the, the course goes, please take from me my life when I don't have the strength to give it away to you. Please take from me my life when I don't have the strength to give it away to you, Jesus. It's pretty, pretty straightforward. Maybe you can sing it with us today.